Welcome to MLB Extras, the Houston Astros edition. I am Allison Footer, and I'm here with Brian McTaggart. Hello, everybody. Tags, we have some news to get to right away. Um, I guess Alex Bregman had a little bit of surgery. So what can you tell us about that? And what are the uh, what's the prognosis for him being ready for the season? Yeah, he's uh, he had surgery on Friday to remove some uh, the way he put it to me is uh, loose particles in his elbow. Um, and he's going to be ready for the start of the season. In fact, he told me that he's eyeing a uh, March 1st spring training game. I think it's March 1st to be back on the field. So that would give him plenty of time. I'll give him, you know, almost four weeks to get ready for the, the season opener against the Rays. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's going to be in stitches for a while and hampered for seven to ten days before he can start baseball activities. And he's got to do range of motion and get back into throwing. But, you know, he told me that this is something that has actually been bothering him for a couple of years and had been able to play through it, no problems. And then the elbow started to actually lock up. And that's when he decided to, uh, you know, get it looked at even closer and there was, there was even some thought that he could play through this season with it, but they knew that if it became an issue during the season that he was going on the DL and he would probably miss, you know, significant time in the regular season, which he did not want to do. So, you know, he went ahead and opted to have the surgery. And um, I talked to him for about 10 minutes uh, while he was driving home from the hospital after surgery. And he is determined and he is driven to, and, you know, it's, fully what you expect from Alex Bregman to come back from this and come back stronger and better. And uh, I would not doubt him one bit that he's going to do that. So a little bit of a setback going into spring training, but enough time and enough, they'll have enough reps to get him back on the field in time for opening day. Yeah. These procedures are actually pretty common. Um, We hear the term loose bodies uh, that show up in players, elbows and shoulders. I find that to be a very funny phrase, but um, but it sounds it sounds like it's just like scar tissue sometimes that breaks up. Um, it's not. I mean, it, it doesn't have anything to do with like any kind of tear or any strain or anything like that. Um, and so that's really it's it's really nothing to be overly concerned about, I would think. Yeah, I think you're right. Scar tissue. Yeah, exactly. I think he used that exact phrase to me as well. Yeah, nothing nothing to be concerned about. Um, you know, he's he's 24 years old and still in in great shape and. Uh, we know he's got a you know a tremendous arm and you know plays a played a gold glove caliber third base this year, and uh, I mean uh, the good thing is for the Astros we're we're sitting here on, on January 11th they have a, a long way to go and uh, as you know and he's he's going to be fully healthy so uh, yeah it's uh, it's it's he he called it uh, the word he used was minor I know anytime you have surgery it's not minor and with an athlete when you're talking an elbow a guy who throws the ball but he he thought. You know, he he used the word to me that it was a minor surgery, but he, I think he's ready for a major comeback. Yeah, I think that um, sometimes the indication that a player is hurt is um, is they start making bad throws. Uh, they'll start airmailing a couple of them, and then the red flags go up, and he didn't really have anything like that. So I would imagine that um, the fact that he was able to play through whatever it is um, is very encouraging that this is not going to be – any kind of detriment to him. Um, you've had a lot of conversations with the people who we anticipate will be key members of this roster this season. Uh, Force Whitley recently made an appearance on the Astros uh, Astro Line show, the Hot Stove Show, the weekly uh, radio show that they they record from Houston, and um, and so he had some pretty good uh, things to say. I, I would anticipate that you know people are. I mean, I understand Astros fans are like wondering what the rotation is going to look like. Why haven't they picked up a starter? You know, they have these holes in the back of the rotation. I feel like 
Force Whitley is going to be that off-season acquisition that they make without actually having to go out and get anyone. Sounds like he's going to be up sooner than later in the in the Astros rotation. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I, I think there's no doubt, you know, barring any kind of injury, that, that he's in the big leagues this year, uh, you know, will be later in the year. You know, no reason to rush him, especially coming off a year where, you know, he only pitched 26 innings in minor league ball. Now, he did throw a lot uh, on the side in minor league games, you know, stuff you won't see on, on his uh, stat sheet. And then went to Arizona Fall League and got in, a, got in another 20-something innings and, and did really well. But still, he could use, you know, a half season at AAA Round Rock would, would not be the worst thing in the world for him. He's only 21 years old. He's going to pitch at 21 you know, all season. But he, you know, the more I talk to this kid, the more excited I get about seeing in the big leagues. I mean, very well-spoken and articulate, um, you know, very driven to be, uh, to, to get to the big leagues. In fact, he, he told us, he was point blank. He's like, I think about it every day, multiple times a day, getting up to the big leagues. And uh, one of the, the most interesting thing I, I thought of the whole discussion was he was telling us that he's working on what he called a hip hinge in his delivery. And that if, if you watch video of him pitch, when he follows through, his right arm swings all the way down under his body. And his actually his right hand actually whips the back of his jersey. I don't think I can even bend my arm that far. <laughs> But his right <laughs> arm comes down and whips and hits the bat, hits his back. And so that's something that he's trying to not do anymore. And so he's been working with the Astros on on aligning his body better for, for better deceleration to where, you know, maybe he can slow that arm down a little bit to where it doesn't slap his back. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that that comes comes about. And then, you know, he's going to be in big league camp. So he's, he's going to be for the first time in the same clubhouse as Verlander and Cole uh, and some of the other veterans, and you know that's going to be probably the most valuable thing he'll take away. You know, he's, he, you know, he might make three or four starts in Grapefruit League play before he goes to minor league camp, but being around those guys every day for the three or four weeks he's going to be in camp, I think, is going to be the biggest takeaway for him and, and the biggest thing to help his growth and development this year. Yeah, those mechanical issues that you were talking about with the hip hinge, um, those are that's a big deal. I. I, you know, you have to commend organizations and, and medical staffs for being able to de detect these hitches because they can shorten a career. And it seems like that wouldn't be a huge deal to have you um, making contact with your back that way. But if you do it enough, <laughs> then it can really, uh, you know, be detrimental over the course of time. My example always is Wade Miller, um, who would snap his arm after after his follow through. And so he'd be done with his delivery, but his arm would snap instead of just a natural motion. And the doctor said, if you keep doing this, your career is going to last four years because you're going to eventually basically erode your neck and the shoulder area, which is exactly what happened. Um, so it's important for these guys. And, and, the, and the beauty part of Forrest Whitley is it sounds like he is hearing this and he is taking this to heart and he is working very hard to make sure that his mechanics are good for when he gets in the big leagues. And not everybody does that. Do you, do you kind of agree with that? Yeah, I agree. And he, yeah, he was very, very open to, uh, to the changes. And, uh, you know, this, I mean, he's only 21, but, you know, he's pitched this way probably his whole life. And look where it's gotten. He's first round pick, you know, millions of dollars signing bonus. You know, he's made it up to AAA without, you know, without many, you know, tweaks to that delivery. And so and all of a sudden when you have people in your ear saying, no, you need to do it this way instead, you know, you could be bullheaded and say, well, no, this has worked for me and I'm here and, and I'm going to keep doing it that way. But, he, you know, he said he was working with several people with the Astros to to try to fix it and, and get better. And he thinks it, 
you know, exactly what you said. It will add longevity to, to his career. And um, yeah, Wade Miller is a perfect example. I mean, you were, uh, before you even brought up his name, that was kind of the name on the back of my head. You know, if you go back and look at video of Wade Miller pitching, just the, the herky jerkiness of his motion just wasn't sustainable. So um, I guess the, even though Whitley's got a very fluid motion, just, just the way his arm decelerates is kind of violent at the end. And, um, you know, he, he's 21. He, he wants to pitch in the big leagues for a long time. So he's certainly on board with getting that fixed. Yeah, that's good. Good for him. Um, we have an inbox that you recently posted. So let's get to some questions. From Pete asks, uh, Pete is from Houston, by the way, and he would like to know what the Astros will do with Kyle Tucker with Michael Brantley on board through 2020. Well, yeah, that's a good question. I think it remains to be seen because, you know, as of right now, they have their starting out Springer in center. You have Reddick and Wright. Where does the pitcher? You know, that's not, you know, a detriment to Kyle Tucker. It just means, uh, you know, it's just going to be that much harder to to crack this lineup. I mean, the Astros could make a trade. I know Reddick's name has been has come up in, in some trade rumors, and you know, if they do trade him, then a, in, in some kind of deal, then that would certainly open a spot for Tucker. But it looks like to me, he's going to start the, the season um, in in AAA, which isn't the end of the world. He's I think he's also 21 years old, uh, so or 22. So you know, if he goes down to Round, Round Rock and, and tears it up for a couple of months, you know, the Astros could be you know, forced to make a spot for him and, and see if his second uh, taste of the big leagues goes better than his first last July. But, uh, you know, AJ Hinch has always said, give me too many players, good players, and I'll, I'll find a way to, to play them. But um, it's an important spring for Tucker to, to come in, I think, and have a good spring. It's, it's going to be very important, I think, whenever he does get the call up to, to, to start putting up some numbers and, and start producing and, and showing he can hit big league pitching. I mean, who would have thought a year ago that Miles Straw would have a major league home run over Cal Tucker. I don't, I don't think anybody would have, but um, so he's, he's still got a lot of work to do, but he's still very young. He's still um, a guy that, that could be in AAA for half the year. And, and I don't think that's uh, would be a, a black mark against him at all. But, you know, Brantley certainly does strengthen the, the lineup and it, it gives them a full outfield and, and Tucker's the odd man out right now. Yeah, and they could still trade Tucker to the Marlins for JT Real Muto. So it wouldn't shock me if that happened at some point before spring training. Um, so moving on to Evan Kay from Houston, he would like to know, rather than upgrading at catcher, which seems like it would be very expensive, what do you think about someone like Nick, uh, I guess he goes by Nicholas now, Nicholas Castellanos at uh, DH? I think that would be much cheaper. What say you, Brian McTaggart? Yeah, I, I think that would be good. I mean, um, that's a, a guy that has – what had three years in a row, I think of uh, OPS of over 800. He's, he's got 25 to 30 home run pop. You know, he's got some speed where, you know, he can, he can leg out some triples, uh, gets on base. He'd be a great fit to any lineup. You know, certainly uh, would fit nicely DH, you know, right-handed bat. Um, still, I, I think they have enough. I think their, their roster's deep enough and they have enough options in their lineup to where they can fill that DH spot every day. I think with, with somebody, and if you're adding Castellanos, I think that's, I mean, it's really a luxury at this point. And, but yeah, I get it. I mean, it's, it's probably easier to do than a catcher at this point, but I still think catcher is their greatest need over DH just because of the, you know, Brantley's going to play some DH. Um, you know, Tyler White is going to be in their DH uh, from the right side, Brantley from the left side. If Tony Kent makes the roster, he could get some at-bats at DH. You know, I think we'll see maybe Altuve DH a little bit more just with his knee. Issues, you know, he's coming off surgery as well with the, the broken kneecap. Um, so AJ's got a lot of options there already. Options at catcher aren't as good right now, but certainly signing Castellanos looks like just based on what we've seen easier than, than trading for a, uh, 
JT Rhea Moto at this point. So we'll see. Yeah, I guess. I still, I'm not buying it that the Astros, they say that they'd be fine with Trinos and Stassi um, as the tandem behind the plate. I'm not buying that. But oh, I agree. I agree. I mean, I think they're, I think they're fine with it, but like we can do a lot better. But if we don't, like, oh, okay, this, you know, but yeah, I, I do think they can, I, I do think they know they can get better at catching. Yeah, I have one last question before uh, before we conclude this podcast. And that is, um, so the uh, the Forrest Whitley video that went viral a, a while back with him throwing 108 mile an hour baseball um, into a screen, and um, it, it it was very entertaining, I will admit. But did anybody <laughs> the Astros? Do you said uh, you know maybe you don't know, but speculating, tell him to knock it off. I I looked at that and I thought this can't be a remotely good idea. And I get it. It was a couple ounces lighter than a regular baseball, but that just, that scared me. Um, I can't imagine that Jeff Luno was happy about seeing that. We asked him about that at the winter meetings. He said he saw it and he laughed and uh, you could sense maybe a little uncomfortableness about the laugh, but uh, <laughs> I don't ask anybody that, but I, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, yeah, he got a phone call from the player development people and like, okay, that's all fine and good, but we're we're good, you know. No 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 more. You hit your one ten, and uh, you know, let's save the juice on that arm for uh, the season. So, but he, he said that uh, he was uh, you know he was working out and he'd done that a few times and not hit one ten. And apparently Shane Baz, who is a, a prospect for the Rays, who was working out with him in Houston, another Houston area product, kind of challenged him to hit one ten. And so he dialed uh, it up and and threw as hard as he can and hit one ten. And uh, which is still seven miles an hour uh, shy of what Trevor Bauer did, which is pretty unbelievable. So let's hope he doesn't go for Bauer's record because then I think the Astros would have a problem with that. <laughs> yeah, I think the whole thing is really stupid. And I'm not, I get it, these guys are young, but uh, your shoulder only has so many, uh, so much wear and tear that it can take. And doing that kind of stuff, I think, is uh, very irresponsible for someone who wants to be, you know, pitch at the big leagues for 15 years. But okay, I'm gonna take my old lady hat off and I'm gonna thank everybody. Get off your lawn. <laughs> Good. Thank everybody for joining MLB Extras, the Houston Astros edition. Thank you, Brian McTaggart. And we will talk to everybody next week.